Amen. Thank you, Rebecca, for that good message. Senior adults have lived a lot. Many wonderful life experiences, the joys of seeing many family members added, career successes, retirement, and so forth. But seniors have also lost a lot, experienced many challenges, sorrows, hardships. Take, for example, in the book of Ruth, if you want to find that in your Bibles, we'll look at the life of Naomi. Certain senior adult who had many wonderful life experiences, but also had many challenges and sorrows and hardships. Like in verse 1, Ruth 1.1, 1, 1, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. So Naomi is now experiencing with her husband and with her sons financial loss. Financial crisis, financial need. Many of our senior adults are facing those kinds of things. They're not, as, they're, on, uh, they're not as well off financially as once they used to be when they were working. Look at verse 2. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to the country of Moab and remained there. That is, they had to leave Bethlehem, their hometown, because of the famine, and they had to relocate to a foreign land. And, you know, that's true for a lot of senior adults. They have to leave home. Some of them have to leave home because they can no longer take care of the home that they've always lived in. Or the yard is so large that they can't care for it, and they have to move to another place from which they raise their kids. And that's the difficulty emotionally upon them. Some have to leave home and go to a nursing home. Some have to leave home and go to an assisted living Some have to leave home and live with their children. And so it's a challenge for our senior adults that we, who are younger still, don't understand. Let's look at verse 3. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. We have a lot of widows and widowers in our church. Our senior adults face that reality every day of living without the spouse that they were married to for many, many years happened to Naomi. And as you heard Richard and Linda speak, sometimes verse 4 happens. Now they took wives of the women of Moab, the sons did. The name of the one was Orpah, the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. Then both Malion and Chilion also died. Sometimes our senior adults experience the death of their own children. You see, there's many joyful experiences, but there's much heartache and sorrow for our senior adults. And this is enough, as we read in these five verses, this is enough to devastate anybody and cause any one of us to feel very isolated, alone, and afflicted, even from God. And this is how Naomi felt. One author said this, Naomi had been away from home for ten years, and the women of the town were shocked when they saw her. Look at verse 19. They said, Is this Naomi? It suggests that they were surprised and bewildered. You see, the name Naomi meant pleasant. But after a decade of difficult years in Moab, losing a husband and and two sons, had taken their toll on Naomi's appearance and her personality. And instead of making her better, the trials of life had made her bitter. Which, if you look at verse 20, Naomi said, Don't call me Naomi, don't call me pleasant, call me Merah, which means bitter. 
So in her elder years, due to her sorrows and her hardships, we see Naomi experiencing a faltering faith in the God of Israel. And let's not judge Naomi for that. Because it doesn't matter what age you are, no matter what comes our way, sometimes all of us experience a faltering faith. This is all too easy to do even for younger people. We fear bad things happening, and when they do, we lose the fear of the Lord, even to the point of becoming bitter towards God. But living in the fear of the Lord means that we learn to trust Him in the midst of life's challenges, including the difficulties of old age. So I want us to look this morning at some of the ways that we can live in the fear of the Lord through the challenges of old age. First of all, we need to learn how to destroy and reject bitterness. Bitterness isolates us from other people. It causes us to be suspect of others and their intentions. It causes us to be critical of others. It causes us to be negative when good things happen. We're always seeing the downside instead of the upside. And this seemed to be what Naomi was experiencing. Bitterness happens when we blame God for our trials. We don't think he's in control of our life situation. That if he loved us, then he could have kept these bad things from happening to us. And according to Ephesians 4.27, the Bible says, Bitterness opens the door of our soul to the devil and allows him to operate in and through our lives in very tormenting ways. Three times in this first chapter of Ruth, Naomi blames God for her trials. Look at verse 13. Would you wait for them till they are grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes, for the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Verse 20. Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. And verse 21. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? She felt like God was against her. Have you ever felt like that? Or are you too spiritual to admit it? Have you ever felt like God was against you? Was God against Naomi? No. Is God against you when bad things happen? No. But we feel like that sometimes. I wonder sometimes, though, and when it happens to older folks, if that's what is happening is like Psalm 90.10 says, the years of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they're 80 years, their boast is only labor and sorrow. Sometimes it's just a byproduct of growing older. It's funny, someone once said, we all want to live long lives, but nobody wants to get older. How does that happen? How do you live a long life and not get older at the same time? It's impossible, isn't it? I want to share with you, as we talk about destroying bitterness uh, in this first point this morning, how do, you, how do you respond in trials? First of all, you respond with faith and trust. Even though you can't see the hand of God, you believe that he's there. Job said, well, all the bad things that happened to Job, you know the story of Job. He said, Lord, though you slay me, yet I will trust in you. I'm not going to stop trusting you. We have to do what Psalm, uh, Romans 8.28 says. We have to believe that all things, all things, good, bad, and ugly, work together for good to those who love God. You know, twice in verse 20 and 21, Naomi called the Lord the Almighty. 
Now, if you had a Hebrew Bible or if you saw the translation note in your Bible, you saw that that name is El Shaddai. And it means the Almighty God. But what Naomi didn't understand is that it's one thing to know God's name and it's another name, another thing to trust in that name. The Bible says in Psalm 9, 10, that uh, those who know your name will trust in you. Naomi knew the name of God, but she wasn't trusting in the name of God. She had a faltering faith. So keep trusting in the Lord. He is the Almighty. Also, respond with joyful gratitude. When you have bad things happen, you want to overcome bitterness, respond with joyful gratitude. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything, give thanks. Now, this is not easy. The Bible says in, 1, in James chapter 1, he says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So rejoice. And it's not a matter of emotion. It's not a matter of feeling joyful. It's a matter of acting obedient. Because you don't ever feel joyful when bad things are happening. I never do. And if you do, something's wrong with you, probably. It's an act of obedience. It's, Lord, you said to rejoice. You said to give thanks for it. I don't feel happy. I don't feel thankful. But I'm going to thank you for this. I'm going to thank you in this. And let's think about this a moment. What did Naomi have to be grateful for? She had lost her husband. She had lost her two children. She was away from her home and her family. What did she have to be thankful for? Did she have anything to be grateful for? Let's look at some of those things. She had her life. She had her daughters-in-law who loved her. She had seen in verse 6 of chapter 1 that God had relieved her homeland of the famine. So she was headed back home. And there she had a home. She had friends to return to. She had a God who loved her. There were things in her life to be grateful for. Naomi still had the God of Israel in her corner. And 25 times in this four-chapter book, the Lord is mentioned. Because He's the chief actor in this drama. Just as He's the chief actor in all of your lives no matter what happens. Woodrow Wilson said, I firmly believe in divine providence, for without it I think I should go crazy. Without God, the world would be a maze without a clue. God is with us. God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Also, you handle these bitter situations in order that you don't become bitter with prayer. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, In everything, when, you are, when you're anxious, when you're worried, when you're fearful, when you're afraid, he said, in everything, pray. By prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts. Guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You know, we can't control the circumstances of our life, but we can control how we respond to Him. And that's what faith is all about. So destroy bitterness. Not just senior adults, but all of us. When bad things happen, destroy bitterness with gratefulness, with prayer, with faith. Secondly, I want you to look at something about Naomi's life. Is that is, embrace the relationships God has in your life right now. Yes, she had lost a husband. She had lost two sons. But she still had some people in her life. Senior adults, look around you. You've lost a lot perhaps. But who's still in your life right now? What family? What friends? What church family? What church friends are still in your life? Who did Naomi still have? Orpah 
and Ruth, her two daughters-in-law. But what was Naomi trying to do? Let's look in the Bible and see what she was trying to do. She was trying to send them away. Verse 8, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to your mother's house. She was pushing them away. Sometimes in our hardships and trials, we tend to want to isolate ourselves and push people away. God doesn't want us to avoid and push people away in our hurt and our sorrow. He wants us to em- embrace them, for we will see later that that's God used the two people in her life, or at least one of these two, to restore her life to joy, purpose. I get the impression that Naomi thought this about Ruth and Orpah. They're too young. They wouldn't understand. When we keep reading in verse 9, she said to them, The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back or go back home, my daughters. Why would you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, and go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. I get the impression that she's saying to them, you just don't understand what I'm going through. And while that is true that the pain you may feel due to the loss or hardship is unique to you, it doesn't rule out that others can share that with you and help you. Refuse to isolate yourself because you think nobody understands. Because that simply isn't true. But look at verse 13. I'm sorry, verse 14, the last phrase of verse 14. But Ruth clung to her. The name Ruth means friendship. But even as Ruth clung to her, Naomi's still trying to push her away. Verse 15, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to your people and her gods. Go back with your sister-in-law. Don't be so stubborn. Receive the help God's trying to send you. And this is a good word for us younger folks. Be just a little bit more stubborn than the older folks. Ruth was more stubborn than Naomi. How do I know that? Because the Bible says so. Ruth said, verse 16, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I'm going. Wherever you stay, I'm staying. Your God's going to be my God. Your people's going to be my people. And the Lord do so to me. More also if nothing but death parts you and me. Ruth said, put my foot down, Naomi. I'm sticking to you no matter what you say. Young people, be stubborn. And don't let these old people. It's funny how old people don't like to be called old people. Don't let them suffer. Suffer. 